0: meta and welcome to pokey rogue tcg your place for rogue dex news and acting like a dick my name is nick and with me is my co-host austin let's get into our 38th episode man you are it's been a while since i've seen you i think our uh, last episode we try to do these more often but look at you sporting a mustache
1: well, you did get to see it in person.
0: I did. I, I know, saying. but it wasn't as pronounced as it is now. You got the Ron Burgundy vibes going on.
1: Yeah, I had trimmed it way back. You know, <laughs> when it, before I saw you, yeah, wanted to look pretty, pretty clean. You know, wanted to make. Yeah, our, our listeners
0: don't know that Austin and I saw each other in real life.
1: It was awesome. Yeah, it was, okay. it was like what it's what we've always wanted
0: <laughs> to just play Pokemon in real life, like normal humans. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a hotel nonetheless
1: mm-hmm. yeah it was awesome we got together because you did something pretty cool i'll let you uh say it
0: Yeah. So, so I, I went to up. compete in the international medieval combat federation qualifiers for team usa and took two second places which puts me on team usa for two categories which is cool so it's my fourth year getting to be part of the United States team or at least qualifying for the United States team for armored combat. And Austin went to be my corner man and play some Pokemon with me when I wasn't fighting. And this was his, his first time getting to see some armored combat in real life. So what you, what did you think about it? And your dad came too to experience some armored combat.
1: Yeah, he did. You had two corner men, man. You yeah. were like professional. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I will say the most impressive thing and like, you know that actually makes me want to like start with how cool the community was you know there was hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment just left unintended <laughs> at all times yeah and like everyone felt really cool about it you know like that, that was just really cool uh just how nice the environment was like you would get done kicking someone's ass and then they would come and coach you the next round you know and help you out which i thought was really neat something you don't yeah, I don't think you would see in Pokemon or anything. No, other it's
0: it's definitely a great community, and like you said, there was a lot of people there. There was probably what over over a hundred armored fighters all setting up in an area, you know, with all their shit out, and it's a lot of people. Oh, more than that, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, for those sure. melee teams, yeah,
0: yeah, because some of the melee teams had like you know eight people per team, and like yeah, like twenty teams, and then all the dual guys. So yeah, definitely over a hundred people in armor, but all those people there. It's a good community of people. No one fucks each other over and a lot of good sportsmanship where you, you fight each other and when you're fighting, you're really fighting. And then the second mm. it's done, you're like, Okay. You know, hey, good fight. Enjoyed it. Thank you for thank you for hitting me. And then you all laugh about it. like you, you fucking hurt each other. You're covered in bruises. Yeah. You might be bleeding. And then you look at it and you laugh. You go, Hey, this one's you. You gave me this you gave me this bruise and you, you yeah. fist bump and, and move on. <laughs>
1: No, it was awesome. It was really fun to watch. Um, you know, I can definitely see the appeal, but I'll just say it again, man. That community is what really made it feel pretty cool. Like, I, And this, you know, we joked about it, but like people could be wearing like these fucking like wool tunics, right? Just yeah. drenched in sweat. Yep. And they've never washed it. And it smelt better than a regional.
0: That's, <laughs> that is, that's pretty sad. It's pretty yeah. sad because I've seen people. Like, we don't wash our shit, right? We never do. And I've seen mm. people post that they actually got, like, a staph infection from their unwashed, you know, gambeson oh, yeah. that they wear under their armor. Yeah, it still smells better than a Pokemon regional. I mean, that's...
1: Yeah, I mean, at least <laughs> it's, like, fresh sweat rather than, like, day, you know, 10-day-old stinky gooch. But...
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was cool.
1: Man. I had a lot of fun. My dad did as well. Uh, he really liked the melees and... You know, you saw this guy, dude. He was like fucking like probably really close to seven foot, you know, 300 plus pounds. There
0: was that person in the fight. I mean, he didn't look like a real human. It looked like something from a TV show. Like this dude was straight up over seven foot, over 300 pounds. And man, I just looked at him like, how the fuck does someone take this guy down in the fight? Like, how would you do it? And for the, for the listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, like, in the, there's the melee category fights where you literally have to get your opponent to the ground any means necessary, whether it's using your weapon or grappling or whatever. And, like, how do you take down a dude who's, like, seven foot tall, 300 plus pounds of just mass?
1: How do you do it? Well... My dad hung out a little bit after we had left, and he said that they eventually just broke his armor is what they did. We can't break him. Let's break his armor. Yeah. So, and you know, no, and no, no one's going to have armor to fit that guy. Yeah. So he was pretty much out after that. So,
0: yeah. So now to taking the, taking those two second places, I get to fight on the team. So I'm going to Mexico to fight at the internationals. So that's pretty cool. So we have been looking at, Mm -hmm plane tickets and all that it's a hell of a lot cheaper going to mexico than it had been when i traveled to to eastern europe so oh yeah so that's a lot nicer it looks like i can take you know jazz and the baby with and we can go as a whole family for like a thousand dollars nice which is pretty nice
1: stay in a hotel
0: well we have to buy a hotel on top of that but a plane ticket round trip for the family is like a grand so that's not bad and the hotels are really cheap like we can get some shit that looks like a 007 type hotel, man, with, like, a clear pool and, like, private mm. <laughs> private hot tub that's all fucking clear walls for, like, 80 US dollars a night in oh, Mexico, nice. so you can get some some real fancy shit there. So that's pretty mm. neat, but that'll be in... That'll be the beginning of May that I go and do that. Leading up to that, though, I still have a I have a fight in South Carolina... Beginning of February, a fight in uh, Ohio in March, and then to Mexico beginning of May. Mm. Got more. Oh, nice! More stuff on the bracket. But you've also had a lot of stuff going on, man. So besides that, it's getting to play Pokemon and hang out, you you want to tell about the? I don't think we told about the announcement.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm going to be having another baby. Baby number three. Yeah, this and guy's just got to—he's got to
0: catch them so we, all. I mean,
1: yeah. So we can't—we can't talk about the—the the gender. Oh, your dad? Da, your dad doesn't want to know. Yeah. So let's keep it a surprise. Oh, okay. But, yeah.
0: How many? But, yeah. How many will you have, man? Where? Where does it stop? You're just gonna keep going.
1: This is this is definitely the end of the line. Are you sure For you're almost. not gonna? Yeah.
0: Hey, man, if you have uh see how many more do you need? Have like four more. And then you can start your own melee team and do armored combat. You can join me at that. <laughs> <thing>.
1: <laughs> I mean, I will say at this point, man. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's good. I mean, three is a good tax write off. I got to say, you do know, you get more. more
0: well, how much do you do you not get any more after that? I don't know how I know oh, you get I think, I, it, I, think
1: I, it does. I don't know if there is a cap.
0: Oh, really? I thought there was. I thought the cap was after like two. I didn't know you kept getting more. Well, that
1: sucks. Yeah, that would
0: suck, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what the fuck am I doing this for? <laughs>
0: That's okay. Yeah, so you, there's always other ways. I mean, if there's anything I learned from living in Memphis and teaching in Memphis is parents sell their child's social security numbers so other parents can, you know, write them off Figure on their taxes. Out. There's lots of fucked up shit you can do with your kids.
1: Mm. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> baby on the way, and uh, you know everything is good and looking like we're gonna go back to where it all started. I'm gonna move back to Millington for a couple of years. Really excited about that, and uh, that's Is where it, we're at right now. You got now. a
0: thriving Pokemon scene there, so there's no excuses from you other than I don't want to drive 30 minutes.
1: Well, that's probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> I really don't have any plans. Well, you can, I, you can use the
0: you can use I have three kids excuse. So
1: yeah, of course. I mean, I think I'm only gonna go for big events to see how I do. You know? Yeah. Just gonna, do, do yeah, okay. you
0: know, you, you just want to go to the ones where you can just win out of the blue. Never show up to anything else, and then you just show mm-hmm. up to a cup, and you got all these serious players there, and you'll just walk in, and just take it from them. And then when you get all the points, you go, "Ha this is fun." I don't even want to go to worlds,
1: and then just laugh yeah. about it. I mean, th- see, these are the only points I'm going to earn. You know,
0: like I'm just going to take away the big points so no one else can have them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's about it, man. Um, I know Glenn from Belgium. He did good. He got like top thirty-two. He did. He on wants some. He rich- wants some money. Thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, thousand dollars for for top thirty-two, man. That's. He wasn't top sixteen, was it? I thought he was top sixteen.
1: Was, was he just? Th- was no, he no, he was. He 32. was number eighteen.
0: So, oh, okay, he's a little outside of it. Yeah. Where does the money stop? I guess.
1: I don't know. Does I it go it to sixty-four? Because-
0: a thousand seems pretty high for everyone in yeah. the top 32 getting at least a grand,
1: yeah. It's $32,000. I, mean, I,
0: I thought you had to be in 16 to get a grand. Like, I don't fuck, know, man, man. Fuck.
1: maybe it like ta- maybe it tapers down, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, he was really high up there, so that's awesome. Our that's, friend Jack's great, man. He got He's engaged, legit, we-
0: yeah. Jack's engaged, just so
1: much shit going on, yeah. And he got his professorship, which is cool, yeah has a good local scene going there, so maybe he'll stop fucking around with Magic and get back to playing Pokemon.
0: Yeah. Fuck Magic, yeah. man.
1: Fuck that you guy. When look at just the most, to- the most
0: toxic community there is right there.
1: I think it's Yu-Gi-Oh, then it's Magic.
0: You think so? Yeah. Matt, from what I hear from people that play Magic, it's just like so much money, man. Yeah. So much money to be able to, to be competitive.
1: Yeah. I don't know how to say it. I don't know like it's not even worth it at that point. Yeah. And Pokémon's kind of like it's like now that I have like the disposable income, it's like it's not even a, it's not sweet anymore, you know? Yeah. Like if I really wanted to, I could go buy whatever attack I want. But <clears throat> Anyway, that's what's going on. Um you know, other than that, I've been drilling, like rescheduling my drills for the reserves. Mhm. So of like in a way of being active duty for a while i guess but
0: yeah there you go yeah Yeah. you're not you're not working right now right so you got a lot of time to yeah you're still on the free time train getting to actually play Mm -hmm. some pokemon and
1: yeah so now i just got drive to springfield and then i get there and don't have a job don't have any responsibilities i sat on an exercise bike for two hours no one questioned it Getting, are you there, getting, getting in pain.
0: shape? Is it working out? Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know. I haven't really committed to it. Oh, not really. I counted it today though, man. had a Had a Christmas meal, so yeah. You know, yeah.
0: I mean, I've been like after the after that last tournament, you know, I got pretty pretty shitty with my my diet, just eating what I want. After that, I was so strict leading up to it. It's always like that. Like I get super focused leading up to a tournament, cutting mm-hmm. you know, cutting the weight. And then after it, I'm like, okay, it worked it worked out pretty well. Now I can chill for a week and eat whatever the fuck I want. And then yeah. after after Christmas, I gotta get back to the serious, you know, cutting some more weight. But
1: Yeah. I'll get serious about it whenever we probably move. It's just hard being in a weird transition place. But you did yeah. get to try Kansas City barbecue.
0: I did. That was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. I mean, that place was pretty good, but it was also like it was like twice as expensive as what I would have purchased in Memphis for Memphis barbecue. So it's kind of hard to compare the two.
1: I would compare it to rendezvous.
0: Yeah. Maybe, price-wise. maybe rendezvous yeah. would probably be the closest I, I see in price.
1: Yeah. We went to a place called, I think Q39 is what it was called. Maybe yeah. something else, but a uh, pretty good place there in it was, Kansas city.
0: It was very good. That's, that's better. usually when I go to like compete in things, I'm by myself and I just like get some, chinese takeout and take it to the hotel <laughs> like it's yeah it's usually like that because i'm usually arriving super late there's no one else mm-hmm. really there i just eat some food alone in a hotel and then go fight and then go home the next day like so well, this was this a time i got to actually like go out with people mm-hmm. have have good food like that was all fun and getting to hang out and play pokemon in the hotel so that was cool austin picked up building battle kits Mm-hmm. so we could you know have the experience of playing a build in battle so that was cool
1: yeah that was pretty bad i fucked nick up
0: <laughs> you sure did <laughs> you, you had like two two, two fucking EXs in
1: your that made sense
0: <laughs> yeah that all worked together with a with an energy accelerator in your deck that oh my gosh it was yours was like a legitimate deck
1: you didn't want to play anymore.
0: <laughs> no, I was done with the building battles. After that, let's let's play yeah. let's play other decks.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, man, we'll we'll maybe we we'll touch on that experience a little bit more, but uh, I think it's time to get on with the show.
0: It is. It is. I mean, yep. You know, great for everybody. It's time to actually hear a, a "Don't be a dick" segment, which hasn't been around for a while. So let's go. Welcome, everybody, to the Don't Be a Dick segment, the segment where we talk about all the ways you can piss off your opponent playing Pokemon. So before you want to blame your loss on a bad hand or boss's orders, remember, don't you be a dick. Man, I totally forgot what the fuck the words even were to that opening. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to say here?
1: I, I think you did great, man. I want to give you a little silent round of applause. Oh, hey, thanks. Because I, I was I was literally thinking,
0: I was going word for word in my head, just trying to mm-hmm. imagine. Like, as I was saying one line, I was like, what's the next line?
1: You pulled it off. Thank you. But well, yeah,
0: don't be a dick. Let's, let's hear it.
1: Yeah. So uh, in preparation of hanging out with you, I was trying to find a couple of uh, Pokemon products specifically the Palkia V-Star and the Chin-Pow decks, just to build a copy of Chin-Pow to play with you. And then, on um, you know, just a couple of singles, you know. So I go to a couple of local card stores. And I'm not going to say which one this was, but this is the final one I want to go to on my way out of town, you know, before I go, you know, break off to Kansas City. And I go in there, you know, go to the 50-cent trainer box, as most do. And I'm just looking for some stuff. i got a little time to kill. Not a lot, but just enough to shuffle through some bulk and try to find some IONOs, you know, whatever the list, whatever you had on yeah, the Battle list. Battle VIP
0: Passes, I think, shit yeah, like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Battle VIP Pass and some IONOs. I'm, I'm finding them, you know. I'm pretty surprised. I'm pretty giddy about it. And I'm just, I'm not getting all of them. I'm literally getting the list of things you sent me. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to go check out to you know ask them for a couple of build on battle boxes that were priced rather high but you know what i was gonna They were 30 dollars each or something and i was like you know what i'll get i'll get two it'll be fun to play with nick it'll be worth it right and so i'm coming from the 50 cents trainer box and i'm ready to check out and i you know i've already told you about this you know but nothing is worse whenever you give them a a card of 50 cent cards. You tell them where you got it from. They know where I got it from because they took my driver's license while I was looking through it. That was a first. Have you ever had that happen to you?
0: No, no. I've never been to a place that doesn't trust their community to the extent of taking your driver's license to let you look through bulk.
1: Yes. So anyway, they know what I'm doing. They know what box I'm getting the cards from, right? So I'm ready to check out from the 50 cents trainer box you know what they start doing they don't start counting they start looking up the prices of the fucking cards and they're prepared to charge me like three dollars or four dollars for the iona whatever it was at the time and i'm like yo that's not that's not the purpose i didn't say this but in my mind i'm like that's not the point of the you know so of the 50 cents trainer box you know i went through the time and that, you know, all my efforts to find the cards I wanted, if I'm going to be sorting through your bulk, I'm going to be paying bulk prices. So I'm like, well, Hey, I ask him, I'm like, sorry, you just pricing all the cards in there. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take these back over there to make another decision real quick, because there were some cards that were less than 50 cents that I didn't feel comfortable paying 50 cents for. But now knowing that I'm not gonna to have to pay that, I want to go and take a look. And I say, okay. And you know what I do? You shuffle them back in. (laughs) I shuffle those motherfuckers back in that goddamn box. Like what the fuck? And then the guy's like, what, you know, why'd you do that? You know? And I just looked at him and I was like, I'm not on your payroll. You didn't pay me to sort your bulk. So why am I paying, you know? And, uh, anyway, the store owner, you know, I've known him for a couple of years now, back before I moved to Memphis initially, he comes out and I'm like, dude, what's going on here? And he's like, well, sorry, man, we just haven't had the time to go through the bulk and sort those through. You know how it goes. And I was like, no, like, if I'm going through your bulk, I'm paying bulk prices. And basically just told me I wasn't welcome to come back and play. And that's when I reminded him that it's been at least 18 months since I've come to play in there and that I don't fucking care <laughs> and, and just left. So who is the dick there, man? Should yeah, I, I mean, a-
0: it's, it's him, man. I, don't, I have never been to a place that had a bulk box And then once you get to the register, it changes the price on you. You can't price something in the box, say the box is 50 cents each. And then I mean, even that that's high for bulk.
1: I'm going to be honest, like that's trainer. Like to be to be on to be fair, though, it was good trainers. It was playable. trainers. there wasn't a bunch of bullshit in there. They had a 25 cent box for probably the rest of the bullshit. So to give them that much, you know.
0: Right. But uh, even there, like they chose to separate that into a 50 cent and a 25 cents. They knew that 50 cent box was better than 25. Mm -hmm. So now you're spending your time to do it. And it probably takes you 10, 15 minutes of your time. So, where I look at, man, if I'm giving you fucking 15 minutes of your time, my time looking through the bulk, hey, man, that's 15 minutes of my time. I I expect at least fucking $7, you know, for that time of, of value for it to even be worth my time. To give you Mm -hmm. that 15 minutes of of sorting through shit. So I have to come out ahead or else it's a fucking wash. Why would I do that? And and like you said, you're not on their payroll. It's their job to sort through their shit. If they have people sitting in there right now, why are they not actively sorting through that bulk if they're on the payroll? Are they so busy? So busy with customers in that moment that they couldn't look through the bulk all day long? They never get a moment to just like look through their bulk?
1: Yeah, at some point in time. Like a cleaning task almost. Yeah. You know? Hey, go wipe down the tables. Hey, go look through the bulk for thirty minutes. Yeah,
0: you know? that, that's something to do. You're paying those people because like if I don't want to have to look through the bulk, I go to TCG player and I buy it at a TCG player low. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be paying max price or I'm going to go to fucking Verbank on Facebook or whatever, and someone's going to sell me a four a play set of something for less than TCG player low because I'm buying, you know, four from them and they save the fees and whatnot.
1: Yeah, no questions asked.
0: Exactly. So yeah, that doesn't work that way. You as a store owner need to sort your shit if you want to charge that or don't even make a bulk box. Don't make a box. That's priced because what you're doing is you're luring people into your store to look through your bulk for the treasure hunt. I mean, there's whole stores, right? Whole industries built around treasure hunt. That's like fucking TJ Maxx, man. That's how that works, right? TJ Maxx, Marshalls, all that shit is a treasure hunt store. You go there to find something for a better price than it should be. Imagine you go to fucking TJ Maxx and you see, you know, a fucking shirt you want. And they say, oh, actually, you know, this is from this designer. It should cost this much when you get to the register. No one would fucking do that. That's not how a treasure hunt store works. You don't go to the consignment shop and then they change all the prices when you get up to the the register.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. Fucking priced as marked, you know yep and I, I would say it's not like it was a fucking base set Charizard that some shithead put in there you know No. like it was intentionally put in there
0: you're talking about no. like a two dollar and fifty cent card that was put into a 50 cent box like yeah and some other ones That's maybe, maybe that were like a dollar fifty put into a 50 cent box and and like you said there's other cards in there right that are less less than 50 cents on TCG player. But they're also in the 50 cent box and someone who needs it is going to buy it and they're going to pay a little more on some and pay a little less on others. And it all balances out. Like if I go there and I need an ultra ball and an ultra ball is worth 25 cents, but I need them, I'll pay 50 cents just so I don't have to order them online and pay the shipping and shit. So there's plenty of times where you're going to pay more for a card, but no fucking way am I going to have someone switch the price on me last minute at that point. Fuck you, man.
1: Especially when they're paying like, what, fucking like a $1 dollar for 100 cards or whatever it is, or a dollar for Most of time, even cards. less, man.
0: Most of the time, it's not even a penny, right? It's, it's like... Yeah. Shit is like half a penny a
1: card or something, so... Right. You got to sell 10 of those marked up and you make your money back at that point, so... Yeah. But anyway, I'm about upset about it because I'm moving. Don't play there anyway, so...
0: I just can't so I believe like the store owner came out and then still... Yeah. Like, wouldn't honor at that point? It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, do you really want yeah. you want that kind of bad publicity? You want that reputation? Because now it's like, I mean, if you were to tell someone about your experience of, don't even bother looking through the bulk; they're going to bait and switch all the prices. That's what they're going to yeah. be known as. Like, they're the store that will bait and switch you. They'll oh, waste they'll your me wrong, time. Man,
1: I told all the locals.
0: Yeah, those dudes, will they yeah. will fucking waste your time looking through bulk so they can upcharge you. And what they're hoping is that most people are going to be too much of a beta to call them out on their bullshit and walk out, right? That they're going to be like, well, I don't want to start drama with them. No, fuck those guys.
1: No, yeah, man, I don't need a fucking store. Don't need it. So, anyway, to save the day, you know what I did? I called the collector's cash up in Kansas City. I'm like, hey, guys. I'm three hours out, you know. I'm really looking for a chin deck. Do you have one? (coughs) And they're like, yeah, we'll hold one. Normally, you have to hold it online. But since you're driving, man, don't worry about it, man. And I forgot what I paid, man. But it was like, what, like fucking like Fifteen? No, not even that. Like twelve fifty or something yeah. ridiculous for the building battles.
0: Yeah, for the building ba- Yeah, the building battles. You got like such a good price, and then you told me they were offering what booster boxes. You said like eighty dollars a box or something for Paradox. Yeah, Red? If, you, if you
1: if you bought so many of them, they were like, yeah, you know, if you buy this many of them. Granted, dude, they were like fucking inundated with that. You know, I think yeah. they overbought, or the, did they? I don't know. Yeah. but I, man I have stores
0: here locally they're still trying to get 120 for a paradox Rift
1: yeah it was like a fucking 130 at that at the store we mentioned before yeah so. Anyway you know I know it's a big store but it's local to Kansas City it's a store I've been to a few times you know so they're not sponsoring us nothing there but it's a pretty cool place you know if you do happen to go in there and or live around there huge place to play. I've been there for some big events. So collector cash came and saved the day. Not a sponsor at all by any means, but, you know, thanks for being cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was cool. I would have bought shit there at those prices. Absolutely. I would have done it. I mean, fact, I mean they if I had a lot sure.
1: of extra money too, man, it was just crazy how much sealed product they had, how many singles. And I asked for like, hey, do you have this? And they like go in the back. They have all their trainers sorted by set and shit like that. And they can tell you if they have it or not.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's where you pay more for a trainer though, right? right. Because like their shit's sorted matters? and yeah. you just ask them for that. You're doing the service. You go up there and say, I need four IOTOs, three Battle VIP Pass, you know, th- four Nespa. they ball. take a
1: piece of paperback and they go and yeah. get it. Or they, they, they look in the computer and they're like, sorry, dude, we don't got it.
0: Yeah, they just fetch it for you. Awesome.
1: At that point, yeah, yeah,
0: sure. There you go. You get you get the premium price for it.
1: Yeah, so that's cool. You know, I wish there was a collector cash pretty close. So awesome, it's a pretty cool store.
0: Well, man, let's move on. It's time for some fuck the meta. Good
1: morning, you too. Morning. Got your results back, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, but the test was positive. You're a basic bench.
0: Okay, man. It's time for some Fuck the Meta. We do a data dive of some of the recent larger tournaments. And we just had the San Antonio Regional, which has been so far the largest Pokemon regional to date. It was 1,972 Masters playing in this one. So just shy of hitting that 2,000 player mark. Mm-hmm. Really large. But we had some, some pretty big shifts. We're, we're starting to get to the point where... A couple decks are just commanding the meta, like such a large share of the meta. It feels like back in the sun and moon days when I got into the game and Rayquaza was like a thing. Rayquaza GX it was. And there was like 30% of people playing that one deck. I feel like we're moving towards that world again, which I don't Mm. know if, if that's a good thing or not. So day one deck analysis from San Antonio, we had 18.2 18.2% of people playing Charizard. That was the biggest meta share, Very large percent. Then 17.09% of people playing Maridon. Those two decks alone making up over 35% of the entire field of nearly 2,000 players. It's pretty interesting because that means if you were playing, statistically, that's basically, I mean, one-third, and you play nine games... So mm-hmm. if you're playing nine games throughout day one, I would expect three of those nine games to be either Charizard or Maridon, a combination of the two. No. So if your deck you built does not have a matchup and you can't win against Charizard or Maridon, if you get fucked by both of those decks, you are not playing a deck that's going to make it to day two. It's just not going to happen because you're you're going to statistically end up with them and you may play more as you get to some of these higher tables so after that is a big drop off we get to Mew actually though making it to the top decks played Mew VMAX 8.87 percent it was 175 players playing Mew VMAX so that deck's making a comeback after that we get to some more decks around similar numbers Gardevoir dropping down to 8.52 then we have Lost Box 8.22 and Giratina Lost Box we're guaranteeing a loss zone 8.16. So we go from these two biggies here, Charizard and Maridon, making up 35%. And then we get to a lot of eight, 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 eight type decks. And that's what we see here on the, the day one deck analysis.
1: But I will do note that at least like the Mew and the Gardevoir are similar, you know, in, in a way. I don't know, like similar weaknesses, you know, and yeah, and like, you know, lost box, you know, RCS or Lost Box. Uh, or not Arceus, but Giratina kind of one and the same. Well, yep. It feels the same playing against in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. If you have a deck that shuts down those decks, you're going to do good against both of them. If you have a yeah. deck that shuts down, you know, I Charizard, well, I guess Mew is pretty different still than Charizard. I mean, that's... yeah. But yeah, so th- these top decks here, this make up roughly 70%. So there's only 30.9% of other decks even played. I mean, that's that's pretty high here of what we see here for day, for day one. Only 30.9, even playing something different. But now we look at day two and how well these translated over into day two. So Charizard actually did have 23.11% of the day two. So good translation rate. 18.2% of day one was Charizard, but 23.11% was Charizard in day two. And what those numbers end up looking like, conversion rate, 49 Charizards made it to day two out of 359 played altogether in the tournament, which is 13.6% of Charizards made it on to day two. For Giratina, we had 13.68% making it to day two. Very good translation from day one, or conversion rate, because we went from 8.16 in day one to 13.68 in day two. So for Giratina, 29 made it to Day 2 out of 161 total played in the tournament, which is 18% conversion rate of Giratina from Day 1 to Day 2. That's almost 1 in 5 Giratina players making it to Day 2. And a lot of people talk a lot of shit on Giratina. It constantly gets picked out as like the, the deck that's hopeless. These people are just holding on to this deck that has no hope. People calling it like Tier 3 and stuff. I don't know, man. These, these numbers... These numbers aren't lying. Then we get to Mew. Mew also having lots of good conversion success. 8.87% of day one was Mew, but in day two, 12.74%. 27 out of 175 total Mews played in the, in the tournament, which is 15.4% conversion rate right into day two. Then we get this, the unexpected deck here. Rapid Strike, Urshifu, and Talion. We don't know how many were played in day one. Because it w- didn't make it to the top decks played, so we know it's less than eighteen point eight point sixteen percent. We know it's less than that, but we did have ten point three eight percent of day two was Rapid Strike Urshifu and Teliyon. So we don't know how good their conversion rate was, but we can we can say it pretty confidently that they did pretty good because twenty two of them made it to day two, and there were even enough played on day one to make it to that like eight percent mark. I mean, maybe they're seven percent. Maybe they're close. But I don't know. We really just don't know. But what we do know is they did make it to the top in day two. We get Gardevoir here. 8.49% of day two was Gardevoir. And we had 8.52% in day one. So almost identical translation from day one to day two for Gardevoir players. Now, we can look at that math. So 18 Gardevoirs made to day two out of 168 with his 10.7%. Then we get Maraidon. The big this Maridon's the big letdown here. Remember, Maraidon was one of the most played decks. Seventeen point oh nine percent on day one. Only eight point oh two percent in day two. <laughs> talk about talk about a letdown. At least Charizard. At least the big Mega Chad Charizard translated well. To day two, yeah. but what we see here from Maraidon, seventeen point oh nine it down to eight point oh two. on seventeen decks played or in day two out of three thirty-seven in the total tournament. That's only a five percent conversion rate, making it to even day two. So one in twenty Maraidon players made it to day two. There's nineteen for every one Maraidon that made it. There's nineteen <laughs> sad Maraidon players. <laughs> who probably dropped out early. It went, like, lost, 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 drop. I mean, that's kind of how the deck plays, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's, the crazy thing is, right, it's won multiple regionals now. It's been yeah. a, a super successful deck, and what the fuck is happening here? We've
1: so, been behind the <laughs> reins on this thing. We're just, I don't know, man. I, I I, I don't get it. This this makes sense to me. But Yeah,
0: anyway. th- this makes sense to me, too, after playing it a bunch. I just don't understand it. So next up, we got Lost Box. Now, Lost Box was not... did A lot of them didn't make it did to Day 2, but remember, there weren't too many being played in Day 1. Lost Box had uh, 16 making it to Day 2. 162 of them played in the tournament overall, which is a 9.8% success rate, so not too bad. Then we move on. Now, some of the ones that... The lesser-known decks that did make it and did well. Snorlax, Stall. 11 of them made it to day two. We don't know how many played in day one because it wasn't enough for them to give us data. But hey, 11 made it. So that's great for Snorlax, stall. I guess that deck's pretty good. Palkia. Fucking Palkia deck. Fuck Chen Pao, man. Palkia is the way to play it, apparently. Palkia, Ice Rider, a little bit of Shen Pao thrown in there. Three of them made it to day two. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that one later as we look at the top decks in day two entei iron hands four made it to day two and arceus decks we had three of those make it to day two you can still play your arceus roaring moon actually five of those made it to day two we also got some other things that made it though too we got we got lugia Archeops. lugia is not dead apparently two of them made it to day two don't know how many were played i'm guessing not a lot because only 30 percent of the meta was even left to make up the rest of these decks, but two Lugia and look, two, two Shin Pao back, Scalibur. I know you love that deck. You built it in real life.
1: The Jeeps sang the build, man.
0: <laughs> but two of them made it today, too. So, hey, that could be you, Austin. You could be one of those players. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a deck that people have refused to give up on. <laughs> two of them. And then two of these fucking cloth electro decks.
1: Yeah, that, that's those like, are cool.
0: I've never I've never played the deck. I've played against it. I've never lost against it. So I don't know if, what they do really. They didn't seem to work out well. But two of them made it, so hey, that's 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 good. Probably not a lot played. Probably not a lot of them played. Probably two. And what, what I do like about this is when we see decks like Snorlax, Arceus, Ponkia. You know, Lugia, still cloth. When you see those and you look at the day one meta spread and realize that there's only 30% left to make up every other one of these decks. So that means they had to do well. Let's quickly find 30% roughly of 1,972. I'm just curious what that is. That's like 591 decks roughly that are left over to make up every other possible deck that could have been played on day one. So
1: five hundred and ninety one people that don't give a fuck about what other people.
0: Think. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing their doing their own thing and enough of them, hey some of them let's take all these outliers now, add them up and divide it by 591. On-the-spot math here, okay? How many weird outliers we got? We got 11 Snorlax. Let me write this down quick. This is impromptu. This was not planned. 11 fucking Snorlax players. Plus 5 Roaring Moon. Plus 4 Entei. 3 Palkia. Plus 3 Arceus. Plus 2 Lugia. 2 Shin Bao, and 2 Klopp. That's 32 people that didn't give a fuck. No, actually, I got to add the Urshifus to this as well because they weren't part of that day one meta spread. So plus 22 more. 54 people didn't give a fuck and still made it to day two. Like 9.6%. Out of
1: 591. (laughs)
0: That's like 9.1%. Oh. Hey, that's not hey, that's still better than some of these meta deck <laughs> translations. <laughs> that's better than uh that was better than Gardevoir, I think, right? For day 2. Yeah. Yeah. Better than Gardevoir was better than Maridon. <laughs> so it was better than two of the meta picks.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it pretty much just says better really than lost better than lost yeah. box
0: too, cuz lost box didn't even make it. Better than three of the meta picks. Rogue, rogue players beat half of the meta picks from day one.
1: That's the true stat.
0: That, that's Fuck what matters. I mean, that, that is the stat that they're not going to tell you on any other Pokecast. No one's going to find that stat. How many people played mm. off-the-wall decks and, and still made it to day two? There you go. 9.1, basically one in roughly 1 in 10 people playing an off-the-wall deck is still going to make it to day two. There you go. that? Yeah. There you go. Okay, so now what are the top 16 decks, the ones that can really go the distance and make you some money? Because we know top 32 is walking around with a grand, so what, top 16, what's that, like two grand or more? Man, these are, know, the, man. These are the decks that make you the money. Here you go, Zard, two Zards made it to top 16 first place was zard that was azul azul getting the first place playing Charizard. he walked away with a lot of money
1: there you go He's a professional
0: Uh, a fourth place player was also playing zard giratina two giratina players made it to top 16 remember the 31 played two zard out of the 49 played in day two Giratina took second place. Now here's your here's your crazy outlier. Palkia. The fucking Palkia Ice Rider single copy of Shinbao bullshit. Third place in the largest
1: regional. It's the list I sent you before we hung out.
0: Yeah, dude. Here yeah. it is. Well, I'm sure they changed it up a little, probably. Yeah. But the numbers have changed from what I've seen in the recent one. But I mean, it's still the same bullshit, right? That's the deck. That's it. It's Palkia. They're gonna play the water deck right now. There it is.
1: It's always been good.
0: Fucking Paul, it, you wish you probably still had your Ice Rider. You know, I wish I still had. I wish I yeah. still, I wish I I don't still have had the a Ice couple. Rider.
1: I have everything about the Ice. Yeah, rider.
0: I have everything but the Ice Rider. If I if I go to the the bulk V box at my local store, I can buy them for yeah.
1: a dollar or whatever. Oh but- shit. Calvin Connor has another prestigious finish to add to his. Oh man,
0: yeah, there he is. And now, yeah, here's the deck, man. Snorlax. We said that there was so few Snorlax even played. Eleven Snorlax made it to day two. Snorlax didn't make it to the day one deck analysis, but Snorlax had three in the top sixteen. Snorlax stall can make you some money. Okay. It can. It sure can. Stall you just right have to make now. a
1: lot of compromises, a lot of moral compromises along <laughs> yeah.
0: the way. Hey, who doesn't make moral compromises along the way to make a little money? That's, that's the, this is the only fans right there of Pokemon decks. That's what Snorlax, <laughs> <stall>. <laughs> <laughs> this is those shooting. yeah, this, Snorlax stall is the only fans of Pokemon TCG. That's what it is right there. It's okay. Make a little compromise. You're going to make more money.
1: Yeah, they're probably giving out handies under the table for a little extra money. <laughs> they were there just grinding for the. Grinding that, that's for the how you
0: really stall the game. If you need to stall yeah. the game, you got to use anything, any means necessary. Is there? Is it explicitly written in the Pokemon TCG rules that you can't do that? No, no. Maybe. Yeah, what you do probably with your umbrella
1: or good conduct?
0: What you do with your feet under the table? That's between you and the other player. And as you see, a player wearing flip flops. You, you know what they're up to. Yeah. They got a pair of Birkenstocks or something on that person. The reason they wanted those toes to be free.
1: Fuck, now I know why everyone wears gym shorts to these events, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, you you can get a foot straight up that short. A nice baggy short. <laughs> free floating toes. Sense. They got lotion uh, on those toes all ready to go.
1: <laughs> it's starting to make sense to me. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's all coming together.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. well yeah. The, the places they could put a big toe. You can stall a game, all right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Next up, Mew. Three Mews made it to top 16. Man, fucking Mew VMAX, man. Back from the dead. That deck was good when it came out. It's still super good. That's a Never lot of... Never been bad. Never been bad. I mean, it's, it's been okay at times, but it's never been bad. And these, these are probably diehard Mew players that have always played Mew. If they're yeah. still playing Mew, you've probably been playing Mew for a long time. Rapid Strike, Urshifu, and Teleon, two of them made it to top 16. I know you always liked playing some Rapid Strike and Teleon stuff back in the day. You've, you've messed around mm-hmm. with that one. I That's never good at it. I never got onto the Rapid Strike train. I never messed with it. But it's always been good.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. I think these have like an inclusion of a couple Iron Valiant now. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm
0: not even yeah. sure because they got the Intellion and shit,
1: anyways. Yeah. Who knows? Lost box
0: one out of sixteen, so it it still can do it. It can go the distance. And yeah. lastly, that I think I already said it, man. The fucking one Palkia, the one Palkia shit. Yeah. Out of sixteen. Only a few even in day two. Only three in day two. But man, that shit going all the way to the third place. Bringing back a deck of cheap cards. I mean, there there you go. There's a deck you can build on a
1: budget. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just buy the fucking VMAX battle deck and. Yeah, the Palkia uh, deck. 1 1 line, a fucking Ice Rider. Cheapest They're hell. doing 2 1 is what they did. But yeah,
0: cheapest. It's like yeah.
1: $3 to buy those cards. Yeah. And then you need one Shin Pal. Yeah. I mean, you buy the Shinpal, the Irida comes in those decks, too, so you're not even set back trying to buy the Irida's. It's no. the way to do it.
0: There you go, man. It's like you're trying to find something for someone new to play, and you're like, hey, what do you, you want to play that can do well that no one's going to expect? But you know what? It was probably feasting off the, the whole sea of shitty-ass Maraidon decks. That's probably what it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, really. And- I
0: mean, that thing just looks like it would eat that deck up all day.
1: It would do pretty good against Giratina as well. Yeah, get the 280. Yeah. Yep, it's
0: eating up Giratina's, eating up Maridon, Charizard. I mean, it can it can put lots of damage down on Charizard and then Greninja and go snipe, snipe two Charizards.
1: Same with the Mew if they don't do the Psychic Leap. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a psychic like, leap anyway. You're kind of commanding the match.
0: Well, they don't even got to go for the Muse, right? They can just go for, for they Genesect. The Genesect. They can go three yeah. Genesect and win the game. Yeah. But the,
1: the Charizard. Pu- they're putting the Genesect down.
0: The Charizard, man, you go, you hit one Charizard for 250, hit another Charizard for 250. They, you know, then you go Greninja. It snipes both Charizards and then just knock out the Pidgeotto or whatever.
1: And Lost Box, man, it's sitting there spreading damage with the Greninja.
0: Yep, over I mean, and over I guess again. lost
1: box also, you know. Yeah. It's Pretty got
0: deck. It's got good stuff. It's got it. But th- there you go, man. There's that's the current meta that we saw from San Antonio. I'm sure a lot of people will probably probably hop off the Maridon train now after seeing the failure of Maridon. Maybe we'll finally see that drop. It's interesting seeing how far Guardi has dropped down. I still think guardi has got everything. I mean, it's got like every tool. It's it's a fun deck to play because it's got all the shit. It's got the Lunala thing, it's got the the Scream Tail, it's got big hitters. Got the fucking yeah. cape thing you can put on the baby guard. You got single prize attackers that can hit. I I played against one of them today. Had a few minutes played a couple games. Played against one and they put that cape I forget what it's called, cape of something on their baby guardy. And it allowed their Guardi to hit me for 360 damage, their little baby Guardi. Uh, fuck. Fucking 360, because it made it that they had like 100 extra HP or something. Insane. That deck's got all the stuff going on. Everything right. I think the only thing holding it back some is people afraid of Charizard,
1: maybe. I mean, it's still around. I wouldn't say it's fallen. It's It's doing fair.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably
1: Charizard. Just, just where it's dropped to though, the eight point five. That's just
0: what I'm surprised is that a lot of people aren't playing it. That they're choosing to play things like Maridon in in such high numbers.
1: Well, Maridon's cheaper and easier to get. Is it? I
0: don't know, fucking Raikus, man. I don't know if it's yeah. cheaper. Those Raikus have been like ten bucks. I gotta sell them when they're high. I guess now I got the whole fucking Maridon deck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get rid of that piece of shit. It won't come back for another three months.
0: Yeah, that's true. He'll probably be back again. Maybe I'll jump on the big, big Chad swinging Charizard and pick up one of those.
1: <laughs> it's Giga Chad.
0: Giga Chad, Giga Chad. Well, speaking of that, <laughs> it's time to get into a special segment where Austin thinks, you know, what if? Let's do a deep dive. deep <laughs> no. okay man so what is going on with this you wanted a deep down low and you wanted about the giga chad charizard what are we talking about
1: yeah so anyway giga chad it's the name of the deck i've been playing i've got a maxed rarity charizard deck online and i call it giga chad and then last night jack was like why don't you call it giga chard and I, I, i didn't even think about that So, uh, anyway, it's just (coughs) me in the big chat and playing it. Yeah. And, you know, it's fitting to see that Azul won with it as well. And I just want to talk about the card itself. You know, I've got a big what-if question for you. You know, and I want to to see what your thoughts are. And hopefully we spark a lively conversation and maybe even get a little bit of feedback on the Discord. That thing you should join. Just got to go a couple episodes back to find the link in the description. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about the original card real quick Charizard EX, we all know about it Stage 2 Dark Pokemon 330 HP to, you know, Terra Pokemon mm-hmm. you can't like, hit it on the bench you know, whatever it's like a double ability, which is kind of bullshit anyway, it's got an um, ability Internal Rain. when you evolve it wait,
0: hold up, to- I forgot what Terra even did Greninja can't even snipe this dude fuck
1: Nope. Oh, Yep, that doesn't even work.
0: Doesn't even work, man. That's, that's how wow. irrelevant Terra has been to me up my life. I didn't even know what Terra meant.
1: It's like a double. I don't know. I don't really like it. I hope they get away from it. But uh, its main ability, you know, since it has two abilities. Because, you know, why does a card need two abilities? Because fuck it, Trezor. That's why. Basically, you evolve. You find three fire energy from your deck and accelerate onto your Pokemon any way you like. And it's fitting because, as everyone knows, it has an attack called Burning Darkness for 2 Fire Energy. It does 180-plus damage, 30 more for each prize card your opponent has taken. So essentially, what Charizard DX is, if you have been living under a rock, is it just gets stronger as the game goes on. But it sets itself up, sets up another friend with a manual attachment, and that's pretty much the premise of the deck. You play Pidgeotto to find whatever card you want, you boss whatever the fuck you want, and it's just a commander. You know, we've talked about this a lot. If you listen to any other podcast or, fuck it, you know, live anywhere but under a rock, you know what this card is. But I have a question. Let's flip the numbers on this card, you know. I wonder if this, if we flip the cover, the numbers, does it make it worse or does it make it better? And what I mean by flipping the numbers is, let's say, hypothetically, maybe Pokemon prints, like, a Salamence. You know, like another dragon, like yeah. a counter. Exact same, across the board, but different. Let's do that. Let's do that. And let's pretend everything's the same. Abilities, Terra, whatever it may be. The only thing we're worried about is the damage the attack does. And let's say right off the bat, does a smooth 330, which is what the current Charizard X can max out at once You know, your opponent's taken fire as prize card. So let's say it starts out at 330, But rather than taking more damage for each prize card that you've taken, it does 30 less damage. You know, so once you've taken five prize cards, this thing's only swinging for 180 damage. You know, it's really good. It takes that big knockout at the end. But as you progressively get worse, you're not going to be able to hit into those big chunky Pokemon that what this, you know, it's not a game finisher. It's Mm -hmm. a game starter. It's going to be knocking out those weak Pokemon fast and early. But, you know, is it really worth it? Does it make it better or worse? And that's it. That's the conversation. Hmm. That's what I want to ask you. What do you think? A clean three thirty. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you do it. You take out that big knockout. Fuck. You take two price cards. It's still okay. You know. It's still gonna be hitting for what two seventy. Still relevant. And at that point, you know, it's really gonna fizzle out. Doesn't it make it better.
0: I, I guess. I guess a in a. Well, this is what I imagine. Let's let's l- walk through the numbers and imagine what a game goes like. So you you got three thirty. Now, if I'm playing against a deck that the first attack is going to be swinging for 330, I am definitely not going to feed them anything relevant. So it's going to force your opponent to right away stop playing their game the way they're supposed to play their game, and they're not going to set up anything good. They're going to be trying to set up lots of single prize Pokemon that I can feed him without committing. I'd want to spread energy around to lots of different Pokemon. I wouldn't want to overcommit to anything. Mm -hmm. And then I'd want to feed them a single prizer or two. If I feed them one, it gets to 300. That's still too big. It's too big. So then we got to go, I got to feed them two things. Two single prizes. I need to play as a single prize game for the first two prizes. Mm -hmm. At that point, it drops down to 270. At 270, I can now start playing V-Star Pokemon and survive. So now... The game can really progress. So let's think of the type of decks that that would work in. It would not work well in a Maraidon deck. It would be horrible. Have nothing to set up. Nothing. Everything I'm putting out is two prizers, and they can one shot everything. They could one shot immediately. Then they could one shot again, and then they can two shot, or potentially one shot. I don't know if they have any modified. I don't think they got any modifiers, but they can they can two shot. So in that matchup. They're going two prize lead, two prize lead. You never get set up, basically. Everything's devastating. So Maridon, flip failure. If that was the matchup, terrible matchup for something like Maridon. So now let's think about some other ones. Well, Muse fucked over no matter what because the weakness. So that, you know, that sucks. Now, now it sucks all around. Muse, Muse already fucked. So we move on to Lost Box. Lost Box has a great matchup in this. Excellent matchup. The best matchup. I would say because Lost Box is going to get to fight with single prizes anyways. And then mm-hmm. by the time they get to four prizes taken or five prizes taken, they're back to 180. And then they can start mm-hmm. bringing out those two prizes that they like doing nowadays at the end, like whether it's the Dragon or the Roaring Moon. Now a two prizer yeah. can come out to the field and not even be one shotted anymore and get to swing twice. So that's good. Lost Box is going to have a very advantageous moment. Uh, Gardevoir. See, Gardevoir here. So Gardevoir, mm-hmm. yeah. well, it sucks for Gardevoir EX. It's always been a problem for Gardevoir EX, but everything else in Gardevoir can still attack as a single prizer, right? You could use single-prize Guardi. Mm-hmm. You can still do that. You can still use your Screamtail. You can use your, your Lun- you know, I guess not Lunala so much, but... I I guess it's hard because Gardevoir always has to have that EX on the bench anyways. I don't know how Gardevoir deals with Charizard anyways. I don't know how they do it.
1: Maybe they just don't. Maybe.
0: I mean, I imagine they're having to even have a chance.
1: Shining Arcana.
0: They're going to have to rely on Shining Shining Arcana, right? But now what they can do, which is nice, is Gardevoir can set up a bunch of Curlia's Shining Arcanas, and a way to evolve into the EX until they actually need to, right? They can do a bunch of Shining Arcana, use that shit, and they'll worry about it later on. So they got something. But it's not a good matchup anyways. It sounds terrible. Giratina could hang with this, because Giratina, right, we would play Giratina deck is going to go with the Crams. You're not going to set up a Giratina V-Star until after they've taken two prizes. So you're going to go Cram. You're going to go Cram again, potentially. Maybe you're going to go Cram Greninja. Maybe you're going to go Cram... Sableye, depending how fast you can get shit into the Lost Zone. But likely you're going to go Cram Greninja. That's going to be your fastest track. I think you can get Cram on your first turn. You can get Greninja on turn two. And get Grenin- uh get the what's called out after that. You know, go for Giratinas afterwards. But if they're still playing, let's say this is in the reverse world, they still got Pidgeotto or the Pidgeot, I don't know what the fuck it is. Pidgeot, Pidgeotto, I don't remember which one it is.
1: Pidgeotto? Pidgeot.
0: Pidgey Eye this one, Pidgey Eye EX. They still got that, so they can grab boss and, and fuck you up. I mean, that that's going to be horrible. Yeah. So it might actually be a problem, because you won't be able to, to easily set up your Giratina B stars. You'd have to be able to lock out their ability with like Path and mm-hmm. do something before you can even play that, because you don't want them just grabbing a boss and, and knocking out your Giratinas before they evolve. So that would definitely be more difficult in that matchup, because usually you can race to evolve them, before Charizard gets the big numbers. So that that actually becomes a harder matchup if we reverse it. So what are some other ones to consider? Um, Thank you. Is is anyone better besides Lost Box? Is is anyone... let's
1: Let's think about how Charizard would play. Let's think about the deck itself, you know? What would it do? As it gets progressively weaker... You know what I think immediately would do is they would play like Noldoc does and put in the 151 Charizard EX that does like oh, 330 yeah. for 4 energy. You know, and that's going to be its Finergy. You know, its big Finergy. You're
0: saying right if there. it was still a Fire. Because let's say this was a different Pokemon, though. If they printed a right, counter, right, like you said, a Salamance, this might yeah, be a yeah. whole different thing. But you're yeah, right. Be
1: a whole different thing. But you
0: would have yeah. to look at a partner, a late-game partner who has mm-hmm. a similar energy type. And let's say it's Salamance, which is usually what? Like, colorless. Well, then that would be easy, right? We could throw in like a fucking... Yeah. Entei or or Raikou or some some guy that's for the bench Pokemon and racks up a 220
1: attack real easy. Yeah, or, or Rayquaza, You know, I'm just saying. You know, yeah. usually Salamance is Charizard's equivalent. It's like the you know the truth. People actually like Pokemon, like uh-huh. Salamance. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> I think, but that's how I would have to play. I think it'd be better. It'd be healthier. <laughs> make the deck more fun, at least to be like okay. Boom, attack. Now I got to worry about a follow-up attacker, whereas it's like just set up a couple of Charizard and one yeah. and done, You done. Know?
0: I think I think it's more broken, to be honest. I think if you went backwards, like as yeah. we go through these top matchups, the matchups that are going to be best are matchups that are playing lots of evolutions where mm-hmm. you can attack with single prizers and then eventually evolve into two prizers. It's going to have to be yeah. e- like EX is going to be best, not V-Star. Absolutely not, but the you're gonna want to have single prize attackers, and you're gonna want to have single prize attackers that can evolve eventually into EX Pokemon, so that way you can play a single prize game and then evolve into an EX game before the numbers get crazy. V Star is gonna flop. V's are terrible. Regular V's are gonna be horrible. Yeah, Yeah. V Stars are gonna rely on a single prize attacker for the first couple attacks but a deck with lots of evolution. Maybe we start seeing things like, I don't know, some kind of Blastoise EX deck, shit like that. Things that... That'd be cool. Alakazam, you know, but Alakazam's weak to dark, so that fucking sucks anyways. But something like that, some type of EX decks where we can evolve from something else and eventually get there. Maybe that fucking Grass Cat. Well, Grass Cat's gonna really fuck up. Again, a Charizard matchup would really fuck up because of the weakness. But let's say it's not a Charizard. Grass Cat, whatever the fuck it's called.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe something uh, meow, like that. Mouseratic, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Mouserata? Is that it? Yeah,
1: maybe. Meows-
0: that sounds close. Sounds like a Pokemon Mouserata? I don't know.
1: <laughs> but anyway, that that's was just an, a
0: little. Interesting little... thought experiment. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure most people will probably. Let us know on the Discord. I think most people would probably agree that if we reverse the numbers, it definitely becomes a lot harder for what is currently being played. People are going to have to start playing some different shit.
1: Yeah, it would definitely change the meta. This is obviously what the meta is centered around right now. It's gluing the current meta together. So it would definitely yeah, change things, it obviously.
0: Would, I mean, this but. has changed the meta, right? We had to change the way we play. But the difference with this is, right, we've can, we we've built a lot of decks that can finish the damage later in mm-hmm. some way. You know, that don't have to go all in. They don't have to one-shot the Zards. They can two shot them. They can hang on. They can play collapsed and discard something. They can drop damage counters with Sableye. You know we have two decks that drop damage counters.
1: Yeah. Shit
0: like that. We got Lunala moving damage counters from Guardi. Three different decks that involve damage counters that can finish things up.
1: People play the evolution putting a little sprinkle yeah. of damage. Yeah. The de-
0: evolution. I mean, there's them. so much that's happening yeah. to deal with the way Charizard currently is. And I think the way it currently is, is pretty fair. Like, I think there's lots of decks because it can't one-shot you. I mean, it starts off pretty bad. Like, 180, honestly, yeah, for two energy sounds good. But 180 for two energy, I mean, you can play Entei and do 220 for two energy. You can play Palkia and do fucking 260, right, for two energy. Mm -hmm. So So, Charizard has to ramp up quite a bit. I mean, they gotta take... You gotta fall down two prizes, To even get yourself to 240. Right? 240 is not even a good number yet. You got to fall down four prizes. Four prizes in the Charizard matchup. To really get your numbers to the scary place. But once you're down Mm -hmm. four prizes. They just got to take out one Zard. Or take out one Pidgeot. Pidgeot, And Mm -hmm. it's done. Well.
1: So you think it gets better if we if we reverse the numbers?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Imagine imagine I the mean, mirror match of these two. Imagine these two baddies. Your
1: hypothetical baddie, thir-
0: yeah, goes against Charizard. Three, three. Starts off yeah. turn it's one, three. KO Charizard, done. But well, they can respond. But themselves. they can they can respond, but still not knock you out.
1: <laughs> no, they can knock you out, right? Because not after losing one Zard. On let's say you go they're gonna have that two zards yeah okay
0: so let's let's say they go out turn one you hit a zard take it out for 330 yeah so now they respond and hit you for 240 that doesn't knock you out so then you hit them again and now you've dropped down to 270 which is almost a knockout i i don't know man that doesn't
1: it would be like it'd be like the uh, Tyson and Joint Boy and Letterkenny when they fight each other and they try to see who's the toughest. Have you seen that episode? Like, I'm uh, the toughest uh, no, man. And then they fight and they headbutt each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, out. I do remember that. Yeah, That's, Tyson and like Joint this Boy. What this <laughs> yep. like this what this would be. Yep. I feel like this. Yeah, just yep. Be, that would wow, be, be it, interesting. Man. <laughs> so, well, anyway, a little food for thought. That's all it is. Maybe they'll print out a Salamance EX.
0: Yeah, I know you love Salamance. I don't. (laughs) Okay, it's time to move on for some Rogue Radar. Okay, Rogue Radar, the segment where we talk about cards coming out that aren't out yet, what they do. So, for those who don't know, Ace Spec cards are coming back. Oh, you, sweet. you know about these. You're, you're all about the Ace Specs. You've
1: talked about yeah, them before. You got Computer Search, you got Life Dude, you got the one that attached to Genesec, uh, you've got like the multi scrap, you got Scramble Switch, you got um, the one I played, Dowsing Machine. Um, so for
0: those who don't yeah, know what an A-Spec awesome. card is,
1: oh, I the rock I, the the Rocky one. Dude.
0: Yeah, I never played awesome. with them. I never played when these were out, but Austin has very fond memories of them. For so Ace Spec cards, apparently, from my text that I stole off the internet. Ace spec cards were first introduced to the game through the Boundaries Cross Crossed set, released in 2012. Ace Spec cards are extremely powerful item cards that are limited to only one per deck
1: kind of like a prism star or radiant or yeah prism yeah but these are better because they're item cards but like, they really are
0: they're good. making their way back in 2024 so when these come out they're gonna Master have the reg- Ball's
1: another one sorry they're gonna have
0: I'm a regulation sorry. mark h and all cards with the e regulation mark at that point will be rotated out and no longer available to play so when these come in whatever is currently e is going to rotate and we'll get these. So your and your e cards don't even think about combining your es with your hs. Not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, nope. That would be eh, eh, eh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not, not meant to go. It's like what was it? beer before liquor, never sicker. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. So, anyways, the first we got two of them that they showed us here. We got the Neo Superior Energy. It's a special energy, a spec when attached to a Pokemon. This card provides one colorless energy. If this card is attached to a stage two evolution Pokemon, it provides two energy of any type instead.
1: It's good. Fuck.
0: Say, hey, Charizard. There you go. Charizard. Two energy. Here you go. One, one attachment. Don't got to use your ability. They played path to the peak, whatever. Use this
1: you could use the other Charizard X. that makes that deck oh, yeah that just makes like a lot of cards and any usable.
0: stage two deck so much easier yeah. with this you only get one of them but hey that's do you fun. have a way to search there's
1: it? so many there's so many ridiculous attacks out there that you're like never ever in my dreams yep you know and we got, got four seal
0: stone we got stuff like that to just search yeah. for it and get it get it swinging so pretty good that's why we only get to use one our next yeah. card the prime catcher it's an item card. Switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active Pokemon. If you do switch your active Pokemon with your bench Pokemon,
1: okay. So yeah, that's a, like a a
0: Guzma. Yeah, it's a Guzma, but as an item, and it's not like our catcher, our current catcher, where we have to, you know, be down prizes. Yeah, and
1: of course, yeah, you you
0: it. often set up something on the bench that you want to use to get the KO anyway.
1: So or pivot, or just have a pivot available.
0: Yeah, other thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess has nice. multi duty, right? You got the switch option, you got the 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 gust option. Just a, why would you not play this? Why would you not play? If you if you're gonna play an ace spec, like every deck could use this card. There's no there's no downfall of playing this card.
1: No, I hope they bring back the other ones, man. Computer Search, Life Do. I imagine there's going to be more, but this is
0: the first time we're getting them. Yeah. They've only given us this little glimpse of two of them. I would think there's probably going to be more than two in the first set, maybe four.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. So Life Do is any Pokemon, if it's a tool card that's attached to it, they take one less prize card. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Night March. And then the other one's Computer Search, Discard, two cards, look for any <clears throat> card in your deck. That'd be awesome if they reprinted that, because then you could use the old ones, even.
0: Yeah, those, I I mean, like those are colors. all utilitarian cards. Like, they got they got great uses. Yeah. Anyway, what I like about these is uh, any of these cards, honestly, with the... Accept- I mean, the Neo Superior Energy, right? you got to be playing a, a Stage 2 Evolution deck. But as we get like to
1: everyone that... everyone and their dog is right now. Anyway. Yeah,
0: well, as we get to the rotation, right? When this comes out, rotation will happen. That's going to be most decks, right? Yeah. We're going to lose so much in terms of, like, V-Maxes and V-Stars and all that, then...
1: These colors are awesome too, man.
0: Yeah, they're real bright. They're, they're going to stand out for sure when you're looking yeah. through your deck and you're fanning through the cards.
1: Yeah. To make yeah, sure it's, it's not prized. You're going to
0: know. Yeah. You're going to know. There's a bright pink. For those who haven't seen these, bright pink with like blue, light blue writing and shit on the well, side. It's awesome.
1: The borders feel very, like the old ones do too. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's very, they're very familiar. So. That's awesome. So
0: were these two released before or no?
1: No, no, these are okay, new Okay, so these are new. Yeah.
0: Let me look at a quick image here of some of these old ones. Okay, yeah, I see the old ones had the same borders, but they were gray. Yeah. I like this pink, though. That is so vibrant, man. That
1: just... of reminds me of, there was these two Team Flare cards. Um, like, Jamming Net would be one. Look that up. Look up Jamming Net. It's red, but, like, it was very obvious if they were in your deck. Kind of reminds me of that in a way as well.
0: Jamming the... Oh, yeah.
1: Damn, yeah. That
0: was a bright card.
1: It's fucking red. So, um, kind of reminds me of that. That'd be cool, man. That'd be one of the things, even if I'm not playing in person, probably just fucking buy one of these each because computer search nowadays, when they go into expanded, that's still like a 60 $70 card. You know when it expanded. I mean, is I know it really? It's not getting played. Yeah, but when it, like a, a a road, you know, a regional come around, it would jump up to a hundred, two hundred dollars. You know, if there was. Gonna, Let me see. Yeah, Huge search. A spec.
0: Yeah. Holy fuck, man! This thing is what on is right TCG now? Player. Oh wait. Okay. So there's some there's some cheap ones here. Now this, these these yeah. prices are very. Oh, and well, these are like damaged though and heavily played. The ones yeah. that are cheaper, are, like. Pretty, okay, so once we start getting up to moderately played, we're in like the 30s.
1: Yeah. That holds its value.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, a $30 card, if you get it, you get this shit for a dollar or two when it comes out. I mean, that's a pretty big you investment. You, you get a fucking hundred of these. You weren't,
1: though. I mean, you weren't, though, when these came out. Oh, no. These A specs, yeah, these things will be pretty hot.
0: Well, yeah, but the thing is, you only need one. Right. I, I, I don't think they're going to be they're going to be hot. But it's one of those things where because you don't need to have a lot of them, they're never going to be that hot in terms of their value. You only need one. Yeah. Compared to like, here's another example, like four Seal Stone, right? four Seal Stone spiked up a lot. But it spiked up because decks were playing two and three copies and tons of decks at the same time all started playing two copies of this card.
1: Yeah. Which made it go up to like 13. These are going to hold a different slot of rarity than Four seal Stone. Four seal yeah. Stone's rare, whereas these are going to be ultra rare, you know? You and think they will so be? Inundated. You think they're going to have that yeah. kind of rarity? Yeah, that's what they are. They're ultra rares.
0: Oh, really? Okay, yeah. like they're considered like as rare as like a, tra- like a full art trainer kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. I guess if they have that kind of slot, then yeah
1: in my in my assumption of what they were. I don't know how it's going to translate into fucking modern packs. Yeah. I mean know, modern packs have are pretty high pretty pull rates. Yeah, where you have different slots, you know, where you can, you know, get an ultra rare and a full art the same, you know. I mean, yeah, if you if, you, if these
0: are like one per booster box rarity,
1: I bet that's what it is.
0: If that's what they're going to be, then yeah, I think these will, you, these will these will command some value. Yeah. So Absolutely.
1: You don't know what you're going to get. But anyway,
0: well, that was a good one, man. I guess we have uh, we made it to the end of this episode. We had, we had content. There we go. If you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second to give us a five star review. Pokey Rogue wants to hear from you and build a community together. Hit us up with your thoughts about rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick when playing pokemon and as always join the discord link will be in the description probably from like a few episodes ago just go back and, and search for it
1: yeah or you can learn how to
0: can you like can learn learn how search how on discord it. for poke rogue is that a thing i don't know how discord works can i just search just for something
1: no all you do is go to the description of like four episodes ago that last little sentence they go in there copy it you want me
0: to do that it,
1: that's what I did. You're already in there putting a description. I'll, okay, I'll look back and see if I can find it. Okay, you just copy that last little sentence and you paste it and the link should work. Should. I wasn't doing anything special.
0: I thought it was real special. <laughs>
1: this is
0: what tech this is what tech people tell people they're doing. They make it sound really complicated and special and <laughs> No, I, th- I think that link still works. It's like I go to the tech guy at my school, and it's like, why is my computer doing this? And it's like, well, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's called a power cycle, man. <laughs> oh,
0: now you're going to come fancy with fancy terms. Fancy terms cycle. for turn it off, turn it back. Have you tried taking the battery out and putting the battery back in?
1: No. If that no, didn't work? Do that. That's different. That's Well, that's a little bit different. That's different than turning it off and on. <laughs> okay, everybody. Have a good week.